This is DJ Wolfline. You know, guys, I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kid you. On some ways, I, I feel we have truly been blessed over the last uh, number of decades as a people. And although I know we've made great strides, we still have a disdain from other people just because of who we are. You know, and it's like the higher we try to elevate ourselves sometimes, this is my my take on it, the higher we try to elevate ourselves sometimes, I feel the more people try to knock you down, keep you knocked down. I'm being serious, man. Because I was thinking about um, in the case of uh, what happened to Kobe Bryant, man. And I, I just I was watching them. I watched what uh, I didn't watch it live, but I taped it. You know, watched it yesterday evening. I watched the memorial service for Kobe and his daughter Gianna. And I ain't, I'm not gonna lie. Um, the last two parts where Michael Jordan has spoke and when uh, they played uh, the Academy Award winning film movie that uh, Coke Bryant had uh, worked on and put out Dear Basketball were two of the most emotional highlights to me personally I mean other than Vanessa Bryant speaking about her husband were the two other most emotional highlights of that whole service and it made me think about man why is it every time we get get to the highs of highs man and something come right back to knock you right back down man and, 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 and if anything about why I really was hurt by the tragedy of Kobe Bryant's death is because of the fact that he never got a chance to get through the second half of his life to do the things I would have loved to saw him do. Seriously. That we would have loved to see him be successful at. I have a feeling that he could have been, as a business guy, might have been the Tyler Perry of business in terms of what he could have been doing. Because he was into a lot of different things in terms of uh, after he had got out of basketball, you know. And I, I was so, I was elated for him. I was so happy for him. I was so anxious for him. I was even excited for his brother. I really was. Despite the fact that I, I like a lot of other people, weren't sick of fans like many fans were. And nothing wrong with that because he was a great basketball player. There's no doubt about that. You had to respect. And I always said, you may not have liked him personally, but you had to respect his game. And I always respected his game. You know? And I've heard many other people say, well, he, you know, he wasn't my favorite player. He wasn't my favorite player. I mean, he was one of my favorite. favorite. I had respect for him. But he wasn't to me like, my, like you know. But he was there. He, 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 he made he made a he, he, he made a name for himself in this world in, in the 
world of the NBA that will never be taken away. That that will live on forever. You know, you gotta give them that. But the thing of it is, it's like every time we get somebody who get out there, who gets so close to reaching for where their ultimate goal was to be, you know, to become even more successful, to show at the heights of uh, us as uh, successful black people, something always take you right back, pull you right back down. This is kind of like in the case with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I, I thought about that too. Same thing. I mean, he was moving on to bigger, uh, bigger things. And you could tell uh, the country was in awe of him and what he was trying to do. And then all of a sudden, you know, that happened. You know, I, I just, I don't know, just, I don't know, I'm just kind of really in a deep funk thinking about that, man. I am. I'm an emotional funk thinking about that. Because I thought about that. And I said, man. It just, it just makes me sad. It really, truly makes me sad. All day. You know. And. Some of us in the workplace feel the same way. You know, he. You get to a point where you get to a plateau, or uh, and, and you feel like even though you may strive to do other things, you get knocked down. You know, and it hurts because you know you did everything you had to do to, to stay on top of things, and then BS happened. That makes you sick. It makes you sad. It makes you mad. You know, but that's why I try to, as much as possible, stay prayed up all the time, man. Because this world is an evil world, man. Anymore, it, 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 it's got to a point. I'll come to that. People just don't give a give a flying, you know, flying in anything anymore about you. They don't. They don't care. Why do you put the light right here? This is silly. They don't care. They have no cares. Uh, seven ways of Sunday about you anymore. They really. Can I get this? Yes, thank you. They don't. They really don't care. And I thought about that. And like in this area, I was telling somebody about this a while back in the DMV, man, because of the way this area is and what they do here in this area and all that, you got some people who are just so cutthroat. You know? They are. And again, I'm going to say it again. Not everybody your friend, your kind. Everybody your kind is your friend. You know, you wish it was true. And you would think it would be, but. Negroes today are just as cutthroat, if not more cutthroat, than they were 50, 60 years ago. You know, I heard some some some, some y'all people. Um, I've heard them on a couple podcasts. Were like, well, you know, things are better back then. No, they weren't. They weren't much a whole lot much more better than they are now in some respects. If you really think about it, 
Yeah, I've heard people say that. People keep people stick together back there more. No, they did not. And I've heard stories from my own parents saying that. Black people, you have black people who are just as treacherous back then as they are now. You know? That's pretty well known. There were people didn't, didn't, that, that hated Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who happened to be black and happened to be church and had to be Christians. The difference is they didn't want to stand up and do anything. They wanted to lay low and say, oh, it's okay, you, that's all right now, man. We, we don't want to, we don't want to get nobody upset. We don't want to upset the apple cart. You know, no kind of Negroes. They didn't want, they wanted to, 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 to leave things where it was and shuffle their feet and, and shoe shine the white man all over. I'm being honest. They liked that. You know? Where you didn't say what was on your mind. You know, where you didn't go out and protest. Where you didn't go out and speak out. Where you didn't go out, you know, you know. Those are the kind of people who didn't like Dr. Martin Luther King. That's a fact. I'm not saying nothing out of turn by it. This is documented. Yeah. The same people who would have loved to live uh, back then the way they lived in the 1860s and all that and before that. They had no problem with that. But you had to change the mindset of African American people. And like somebody was saying, and I was listening to this in the podcast, brilliant podcast. Um, they said if you can get 10% to get the heads right, you can change every you can change the mindset of our people, of our culture. And you can, even in today's standards. You could. And, and that's why I, I harken back to Kobe Bryant. Now, one thing, I, I, other thing I can say about Kobe Bryant, somebody else had mentioned it in the in the um, at the at the service that Kobe Bryant really was about teaching you brothers out here about being a family man, a strong family man. But they never said strong black family man, which you got to give him credit for. And I know people that, but he's white, but he's black. Who gives a shit? You know, you got a lot of brothers out here who wives ain't black. And guess what they ain't doing? They ain't taking care of the kids. Think about it. Kobe exemplified that. He really did. You know, he exemplified black excellence. This guy was smart. He was a very, very brilliant young man. He was a lot sharper than people gave him credit for. He really was a sharp guy. That's no joke. You know, like I say, he kind of, I see elements of, 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 of how my son is in the likes of a Kobe Bryant. It's like my son's generation kind of like, or, or, or kids of my son's generation and like my son, the kind of like have that sharp wit about them. And he's very much like that. You know. And and can pick up on stuff real easy. My son's the same way. You know? And man, we need and I'm like this is me. I think we need more Kobe's like that now in the world. Not just in basketball. You know? We need them as lawyers, as doctors, Police officers and police commissioners, 
You know, we need them in every aspect of our life. You know, maybe if we had more people like that along his line, this world would be a much better place, man. Yeah, I said it, damn it. I meant what I said. You know, because the one thing he did exemplify was exemplification of his family. He had strong beliefs about family, man. Not too many brothers of his ilk has ever really addressed that in the forefront level like him. Nobody. Especially of his age bracket and young. You know, you have to admire that. This man learned how to play piano strictly by ear. Yes, the same song that Alicia uh, Keys played was the same song that Kobe had learned to play. Which is why she played it last night. I saw a video where he actually did play it. He was trying to play it. No, he, he learned it. I saw a video footage of him actually playing it to a live audience. You have to Understand That his mama mentality Was to go out there and, 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 and do it And learn And take charge You know That's the kind of mentality That we need to have we're not afraid to learn. He wasn't afraid to learn new things. You know, we need more people like him. Like him. And uh, it just, I don't know, man. It's just, we need it. We really do.